जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन पल्लव गिरिवर धारी यशोदनंदन ब्रजन रंजना यशोदनंदन ब्रज जन रंजना यमुना तीरावन चारी यमुना तीरावन चारी जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपीजन वल्लभ गिरिवर धारी यशोदनंदन ब्रज जन रंजन यमुना तीरवन चारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जयो राधा काला चंदी राधा काला चंदी श्री राधे जयो राधा काला चंदी राधा काला चंदी श्री राधे जयो राधा गोविंद राधा गोविंद श्री राधे जयो राधा गोविंद राधा 
गोविंद श्री राधे जयो जगन्नाथ जयो जगन्नाथ जय बलदेवा जयो सुभद्रा जयो जगन्नाथ जयो जगन्नाथ जय बलदेवा जयो सुभद्रा नीताय गौरा हरि बोल हरि बोल हरि बोल नीता गौरा हरि बोल निताय गौरा हरि बोल हरि बोल हरि बोल निताय गौरा हरि बोल जयो जयो प्रभुपाद 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 जयो जयो प्रभुपाद जयो जयो प्रभुपाद 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 जयो जयो प्रभुपाद जयो जयो गुरुदेव 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 जयो जयो गुरुदेव निताय गौर प्रेमानंदे ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया नारायणम नमस्कृत्यारोत्तम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तयादीर नष्टु अभद्रेशु नि भागवत सगवते उत्तमा श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्टकी कृष्णाय वासुदेवाय देवकी नंदनाया नंद गोपाकुमाराया गोविंदाया नमो नमः नमो पंकजानाभा नमो पंकजामालिने नमो पंकजानेत्राया नमस्ते पंकजांग्रे गुरुवे गौड़चंद्राए 
गौड़चंद्राय राधिकाय तदालय कृष्णाय कृष्ण भक्ताय तद्भक्ताय नमो नमः हरे कृष्ण reading from canto 1 chapter 13 dhritarashtra quits home text 23 aho mihashi jantor jivita sayatha bhavan bhima pavarjitam pindam आदत्ते अहो महियाशी जंतोर जीवीता पिंडम भीमा आदत्ते गृहपलवत आहो महियाशी जंतुर जीवित जीविताशायता भवन भीमा पावर्जितम पिंडम आदत्ते गृहपालवत अहो महियासी जंतोर जीविताशायता भीमा पारिवजित पंड पिंडम आदत्ते गृहपालवत अहो महियासी जंतोर जीविता सायथावन भीमा पवर्जित पिंडम आदत्ते गृहपालवत वट वट अहो एलस महियासी पावरफुल जंतो ऑफ द लिविंग बीइंग्स जीविता आशा hope for life yatha as much as bhavan you are bhima of bhimasena a brother of yudhishthiras apavarjitam remnants pindam utsav adatte eaten by गृहपालवत लाइक ए हाउस होल्ड डॉग ट्रांसलेशन एंड परपोर्ट बाय शिला प्रभुपाद शिला प्रभुपाद की एलस हाउ पावरफुल आर द होप्स ऑफ ए लिविंग बीइंग टू कंटिन्यू हिज लाइफ वेरीली यू आर लिविंग जस्ट लाइक ए हाउस होल्ड डॉग एंड आर ईटिंग रेमिनेंस ऑफ फूड फूड गिवन बाय भीमा 
पर बोट अ साधु शुड नेवर फ्लैटर किंग्स और रिच मैन टू लिव कंफर्टेबली एट देयर कॉस्ट अ साधु इज टू स्पीक टू द हाउस होल्डर्स अबाउट द नेक ट्रूथ ऑफ लाइफ सो दैट दे मे कम टू देयर सेंसेस अबाउट द प्रिकेरियस लाइफ इन मेटेरियल एग्जिस्टेंस धृतराष्ट्रा इज अ टिपिकल एग्जाम्पल ऑफ एन attached old man in household life he had become a pauper in the true sense yet he wanted to live comfortably in the house of the pandavas for of whom bhim bhima specially is mentioned because personally he killed two prominent sons of dhritarashtra namely duryodhan and dushashan these two sons were very much dear to him for their notorious and nefarious activities and bhima is particularly pointed out because he killed these two pet sons why was dhritarashtra living there at the house of the pandavas why was dhritarashtra living there at the house of pandavas because he wanted to continue his life comfortably even at the risk of all humiliation vidura therefore was astonished how powerful is the urge to continue life this sense of continuing one's life indicates that a living being is eternally a living entity and does not want to change his bodily habitation the foolish man does not know that a particular term of bodily existence is awarded to him to undergo a term of imprisonment and the human body is awarded after many many births and deaths as a chance for self realization to go back back to godhead <clears throat> go back home back to godhead but persons like dhritarashtra try to make plans to live there in a comfortable position with the pro- with profit and interest for they do not see things as they are dhritarashtra is blind and continues to hope to live comfortably in the midst of all kinds of reverses of life a sadhu like vidura is meant to awaken such blind persons and thus help them to go back to godhead where life is eternal once going there no one wants to come back to this material world of miseries we can just imagine how responsible a task is entrusted to a sadhu like mahatma vidura om agyanat mirandhasya gyananjana shalakaya chakshurun militam yena tasmay shri guruve namaha shri chaitanya manobishtam sapitam yena bhutale swayam roopah kadamahiyam dadati swapadantikam jay shri krishna chaitanya prabhu nityananda shri advaita gadadhar शिवासादी गौरभक्त वृंदा हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा कृष्ण कृष्णा हरे 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 रामो हरे रामो राम रामो हरे हरे प्रेंग एट द लोटस फीट ऑफ माय स्पिरिचुअल मास्टर शीला प्रभुपाद एंड ऑल द गुरुवर्गाज एंड द वर्तमान आचार्यज एंड गुरुवर्गाज एंड ऑल द वैष्णवाज मे आई स्पीक फ्यू वर्ड्स इन द ग्लोरिफिकेशन ऑफ अवर डियर लॉर्ड कृष्ण for the pleasure of the devotees and for my very own purification vancha kalpata rubhyasya kripa sindhu vevacha patita nam pavne vevashnave vevo namo namo
मुकुम करोति वाचालम पंगुम लंगायते गिरम यत कृपातम हम वंदे श्री गुरुं दीनातारनम परमानंद माधवम श्री चैतन्य ईश्वरम सो एज वी हैव बीन सीइंग दैट नाउ विदुरा इज ट्राइंग टू कन्विंस धृतराष्ट्र टू गो बैक यू नो नॉट गो बैक बट लीव द हाउस होल्ड लाइफ एंड लीव अ लाइफ ऑफ ऑस्टेरिटी एंड दैट वे यू नो ही कैन रिमेन इन अ प्रॉपर कॉन्शियसनेस बिफोर लीविंग हिज बॉडी and uh, vidura is being explained as a sadhu because he is a sadhu we have seen in the previous verses as well like his consciousness and his understanding of time and things like that now he is trying to convince dhritarashtra who is a very dear brother of vidura and uh, as prabhupad says that a sadhu should never flatter kings or rich man to live comfortably at their cost we see this um, in the chaitanya charitamrita king pratap rudra he wanted to associate with uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu but mahaprabhu this entire episode is there his entire struggle of how he would you know he will put so much of endeavor so hard so hard he worked to get just a, you know just a glimpse of mahaprabhu just a little association of mahaprabhu and mahaprabhu would not give his association to pratap rudra king pratap rudra and king pratap rudra was a surrendered soul he was not an arrogant person that you know i want to establish something special about myself and that's why i want to meet this sanyasi who has become so popular and everybody no no that was not his mood he was a genuine devotee but yet uh, to set an example chaitanya mahaprabhu would not give him any audience and the reason it says in the, i could not find the words but um, i remember it says that bishoyer onno khaile molin hoy mon in bengali it says that if you eat food stuff offered or cooked by a bishoy who is a materialistic person molin hoy mon molin is <clears throat> that your heart get contaminated molin is contamination so the heart get contaminated that's why prabhupad said you know don't eat outside restaurant etc like always eat prashadam because if you eat those uh, prashadam or not prashadam food food stuff cooked by anybody else than a devotee what happens our heart get contaminated because their consciousness is not like a devotee so that's why mahaprabhu and also mahaprabhu didn't want an association of king pratap rudra it says that the kings are always surrounded by wealth and women and uh, in our scripture it is highly recommended that the, those who want to advance in the spiritual path they should not associate with the men who are associating with women or those who are always contemplating upon women it's similar something like you know similar like food stuff if you associate with them then our bhakti gets interrupted so that's why we see chaitanya mahaprabhu then you know he was all but king pratap rudra was so fortunate because mahaprabhu's intimate close uh, you know associates were always guiding king pratap rudra how to get the mercy so they were acting as a sadhu as well swarup damodar and ramananda rai and everybody else they were very affectionate towards even nitananda prabhu they were very affectionate towards king pratap rudra and they were saying okay you do this and during rath yatra and they finally you know assisted him how to get the audience and then pratap rudra did what they asked pratap rudra actually he gave up his attire as a king and he came as a beggar and he was massaging king um, chaitanya mahaprabhu's lotus feet and singing gopi geet 
And then uh, there's a very famous verse of Gopi Geet. Cannot uh, recollect. Anyway, so he was singing that. And then hearing this, this beautiful, beautiful Gopi Geet, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's heart gets finally melted and he just hugs uh, King Pratap Rudra. He didn't know, I mean, in his, uh, what do you say, transcendental uh, forgetfulness, he didn't realize that this is King King. He thought, because he was not dressed like a king, what it means, the significance is, he gave us, he, he gave up his consciousness of being a king, of a bishai, of a materialistic person. But he was wearing a beggar like clothes, like, that is, that means he was completely surrendered, in and out. And then Mahaprabhu accepted him. And that's how King Prataprabhu, so we see Mahaprabhu strictly restricts the devotees. And it is also says that Mahaprabhu Bhaktogonir Vairagopriyo means whoever wants to become a devotee or who are devotees of the uh, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu of the Lord Vairagya Vairagya means renunciation. For them, renunciation is prime. They are not so attached. They may look. They, as Prabhupada says in his purports that you know a devotee and a materialistic person they may look similar. On an external plane, on an external platform, but the consciousness is completely different. A devotee is doing, he is working, he is cooking, he is cleaning, he is doing everything as any other uh, not yet devotee. But their consciousness is completely dif- different because the devotee is doing it for the sake of, for, for the pleasure of Krishna, and the materialistic person is doing it for his own sense gratification. He wants to keep the house clean because it will give him pleasure. But a devotee, he wants to keep the temple clean because it will give Krishna, Srila Prabhupada and Guru's pleasure. So the consciousness is completely different. So Prabhupada is writing further in the purport that a sadhu is to speak to the householders about the naked truth of life so that they come to their senses about the precarious life in material existence. So we see like how like we see the example Srila Prabhupada, he did not compromise when he was telling the world, especially in Western countries, about the four regulative principles, which people can't even think to live without. And at that moment he was saying all this in in interviews, in on media, everywhere. He was not compromising, okay, this is, this is like a popular, uh, um, gathering, let me, you know, compromise. When he was sometimes advised, yes, Shishiradha Kalachanji. That, you know, maybe we will not speak about four regulative principles, but Prabhupada was very, very uncompromising. He was like, he was, it is what it is. So we see sadhus, they are, they are a sadhu because they speak, sadhu means very grave and this, Speak what is truth. They don't care if you are a rich man, you are a poor man. It will hurt your emotion or rather so-called emotion. They speak what it is so that you get awakened. And we see even in Canto 4, Narada Muni instructing uh, King Prachinebari. And Canto 5, Jarabharat in, uh, instructing King Rahugana. If you see those instructions, especially 5th Canto Rahugana preachings, it's like amazing. It's so, it's like when you hear it, it is like, 
you feel that you are sleeping and you are uh, you have been shook by somebody you know very vigorously it is so hard instruction it is so strong it speak about the um, material forest enjoyment in the material forest how one is entangled by the wealth and opulences and the family members and how one is just getting sucked up into it and succumb to the enjoyment and forgetting krishna how life's become miserable and it's all about that so we see how these sadhus whether it is narada or shila prabhupad or jarabharat or sukadev goswami they are just speaking the truth without caring if i will get a farthing from that person whom i am telling this rakhe krishna mare ke mare krishna rakhe ke if the sadhu has to be survived sustained krishna will sustain not that person whom he is telling so that's the faith that's the faith it says abhishya rakshibe krishna krishna will definitely protect so when we are doing it for krishna krishna will protect but the moment we think we are the doers krishna has to step back because we are declaring we are the doers but when we think krishna is the doer he will do it he will take care then krishna intervenes that's what we see so much that in the life of pure devotees krishna has been interfering so much their plans and krishna's plan are non different then prishila prabhupad writes in um, in the purports of bhagavad gita first chapter i believe or maybe the second one that you know krishna was krishna was called rishikesha why is he called rishikesha rishikesha is the one who is the controller of the senses and arjuna's sense because arjuna is a pure devotee and his senses were completely controlled by krishna because they give pure devotees they give him krishna the pure devotees give krishna the complete right over their senses over their plans over their life as such like you do what you think is good for me so that's a very very elevated stage from the uh, devotee's point of view and uh, a sadhu as it says that they will tell and they will awake you so that's the importance of having a bona fide guru in our life and because they will awaken us from the slumber of you know this me mine me mine this is mine this is me the slumber of me mine only a guru can awake you from that and bring us to krishna consciousness and regarding this in bhagavad gita there is a very beautiful shloka in chapter 2 believe it's text 60 or 71 i think or 61 69 text uh, this is chapter 2 bhagavad gita text 69 yanisha sarva bhutanam tasyam jagrati samyami yashyam jagrati bhutani na sanisha pashyato mune very very beautiful verse and very relevant to this it says that what is night for all beings is the time of awakening for the self realized or self controlled and the time of awakening for all beings is night for the introspective sage it is like uh, when the materialists are awake the sadhus the self realized or the devotees are sleeping and when the devotees are sleeping the self realized soul sorry when the uh, yeah when the devotees are sleeping the materialistic person is awake so you one way in a external way we can look at it as like when it is brahma murta devotees are waking up doing mangala aarti doing the chanting etc but when 
the materialistic people are up by late night doing party at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, but the devotees are sleeping. So this is one way to look at, but if you read the purport, there's even a very, very deep meaning to it. There are two classes of intelligent men. The one is intelligent in material activities for sense gratification, and the other is introspective and awake to the cultivation of self-realization. Activities of the introspective sage or thoughtful man are are night for the persons materially absorbed. Materialistic persons remain asleep in such a night due to their ignorance of self-realization. The introspective sage remains alert in the night of the materialistic man. The sage feels transcendental pleasure in the gradual advancement of spiritual culture, whereas the man in materialistic activities being asleep to self-realization dreams of varieties of sense pleasure, feeling sometimes happy and sometimes distressed in his sleeping condition. The introspective man is always indifferent to materialistic happiness and distress. He goes on with his self-realization activities undisturbed by material reactions. So what the inner meaning is, see, like if you have a devotee and there is a materialistic person, the materialistic person is so, you know, so what do you say, enthusiastic about going to cinema, going to restaurant and having, you know, having the sense pleasure. They're so enthusiastic. And if you tell a materialistic person that, you know, Sunday there is a feast, come for the Sunday feast, there is a Bhagavad Gita discourse, come for us, come for Srimad Bhagavatam class, come for anything spiritual, they, they will say, I don't have time. But if you tell them there is a party, and even if those discourses, those spiritual things are for free, they still, they don't care about it. But if you tell them there is a party going on, this is very happening, and then there is, um, you know, this, there are so many things and so many food things going, going to be there, and this and that, they will be so, even if they don't have time, they will make time for it. So they are very awake. But if you, but if you tell, a spiritually awakened person, a self-controlled or a devotee, then there is a Bhagavad Gita, there is association of devotees, he'll be very enthusiastic. But if you tell him there's a party going on, the celebrities are coming, and there are so many kind of, you know, women and wine, they're not interested. So what awakens a materialistic person puts to sleep, put to sleep for a self-realized, but what awakes a Self-realized soul, that is very boring and, you know, like sleeping for the materialistic people. That's the inner meaning. So what makes uh, a self-realized soul or a devotee enthusiastic, that's very boring to a materialistic person. And what's very happening for a materialistic person is very, very, you know, not interesting or boring for self-realized soul. So that's night for a devotee is a day for the materialistic person and a night for a materialistic person is a day for self-realized soul. Moving ahead in the purport, then Srila uh, Prabhupada is mentioning further how it is so degrading. Bhima, Bhima killed um, Duryodhan, both the sons, Dushashan and Duryodhan. And yet, it, yet uh, Yudhishthir was happily living there at the cost of his self-respect. He didn't, when it came, of course he tried to even, you know, we hear from Mahabharata that as soon as 
the war was over yudhishthir was so furious in his heart in his mind that he wanted to crush bhimsena and that's why when bhimsena was about to you know yudhishthir was about to hug bhimsena krishna said no put a iron you know then uh, what do you say a uh, clone sort of iron person instead of bhimsen and the way yudhishthira hugged that you know the iron statue he crushed that into pieces he had that much of revenge mood and that much of anger inside him that he could crush that iron statue of bhimsen and yet after that he is staying and in their house and eating the remnants and see how degradingly vidura is addressing him he's saying you are like a household dog how what else can you say to insult somebody and you're eating the remnants how dog and the cat you we see they eat the remnants of food given like whatever you don't want whatever is you know left out you give it to the dog and that's what yudhishthir is being compared as i mean he was he was dreaming yudhishthir wanted to become a king and now he is being compared as a dog how degrading is that but yet at the cost of his own self respect he is staying in the houses in the house of pandavas why because he wanted to live comfortably if he had to go out of their home he had to give up all the bodily comfort and stay in the jungle or in a forest without any comfort so he was so attached and it is not he it is in i will consider myself same here it's so difficult to go out of comfort zone and do something for our soul for our super soul and for our relationship that is called atato brahma jigyasa that is the brahma jigyasa that who am i who is god and what is our relationship what what is my relationship with the lord jive swarup hai krishna nitya das the soul is each and every soul is part and parcel of krishna's eternal service is krishna's eternal service we are part and parcel of the whole who is krishna the supreme personality of god and but he was he was he you know he first of course he wanted the he had the best plan that my son will win and then i will have i will become comfortable because it will i have more claim but even at the cost of his own son he was still staying there and vidura found it very very astonishing and and shila prabhupad we see he is writing then bhima was mentioning in the verse about bhimsen if you see in the verse vidura is using the word bhima in the third line of the verse we see that the bhima word is mentioned why i mean he could have mentioned uh, yudhishthir he could have mentioned um, you know he could have mentioned uh, arjuna he could have mentioned any other brother but he is mentioning particularly bhima to get dhritarashtra angry and agitated and out of frustration and so much anger that he leaves the house and we see the same thing was actually uh the same thing was also depicted where bindav's uh, um, first uh, chapter of bhagavad gita where uh, duryodhan to get Dhru- king drupad maharaj and he became, he remained a brahmana 
and he was so poor he went to king drupad and he said you will always you said we will always share and then he just insulted and from there on you know duryodhan uh, sorry dronacharya felt so much of uh, anger against uh, king king drupad and he wanted to take revenge and that it went back and forth back and forth once one per party was winning and the other per, uh, other time the other party was winning so it went back and forth and this time and of course they had a animosity so this so duryodhan being politically motivated all the time he when he went to dronacharya to speak about the armies of his and pandavas he was speaking about how uh, you know how drupa uh, the, the son of drupad whose drishyumna had so well arranged the phalanx of pandavas uh, you know army and why did he do that so that dronacharya doesn't spare uh, dronacharya shouldn't spare the pandavas because he knew duryodhan knew that uh, dronacharya has soft corner affection for the pandavas pandavas were good anybody would love them and he himself duryodhan knew it that even Bhish, uh, bhishma dev and uh, dronacharya had so much of you know soft corner for pandavas so he wanted to make sure and in doing so he wanted to do the same and he said okay you know what uh, you have you have taught drishtadyumna all this and now he is using all this against you and dronacharya knew that drishtadyumna is going to kill him and yet being a brahmana he did not give the knowledge to himself and he irrespective of who the disciple is he shared it so long they were qualified now bidura is also doing the same thing but you see the duryodhan is being criticized for agitating the mind of his guru but here we see bidura is being praised for doing the same of for his elder brother but the difference is the intention the motivation duryodhan had a demoniac mentality he wanted to use dronacharya's anger for his own benefit but vidura is trying to get dhritarashtra angry for his own good because if he remains so attached in the household life as he he is saying like a dog then at the time of death he will not be able to remember krishna ante narayanam smriti he will not be able to recall krishna he will not live in a proper consciousness and we hear the stories from the scripture that once this is a story of preaching wonderful preachings of narad muni and this uh, person i don't remember the story as it is but how much ever hopefully we'll get the gist out of it this person who is so attached to his house and the household matter and everything else his family so narad muni comes and he calls and he said oh um, i think it starts from childhood and he says okay i'm still young and then he goes on goes on goes on, and finally he gets married and he said okay now you give up he said oh come on i just got married i have my wife to enjoy and then he said you come after some days then narad muni again comes and by the time he comes he has his son and then narad muni says come now you have a son now nothing to worry he said no my son is too young who will take care my wife cannot do that i have to take care and then narad muni comes again and then he said oh they are grown up they are oh, i need to take care of their education now 
and then narmuni comes again and then it is his the son's marriage and after that grandchildren and it goes on and on and on and he never comes and one fine day narmuni comes and realizes that he, this person has given up his life he is dead and then he goes around and he sees this snake around the house and he recognizes narmuni being the muni the sadhu he recognizes this snake is none other than the owner of this house who is dead now and has taken this body of a snake and he says oh now at least you come and he says no no i cannot come because my sons they are such a, they are such fools they cannot take care of the property i i am protecting it i have to protect that's why you know i am protecting so i can't come and then naradmuni got so you know like he was done by then then he calls the son he says that do you see a snake there why don't you kill the snake and they start beating the snake and they said oh the snake was hissing saying trying to say that you know i am your daddy i am your daddy but they wouldn't understand because he was a snake and then the snake finally realized this owner finally how of the house he finally realized that no matter what we do nothing going to be ours and nothing going to be permanent and then finally he gives up his you know attachment and he goes with narad muni so material comfort material attachments are so strong then it takes a sadhu to cut the knot of that attachment for us to turn our face back to krishna back to the light and you know turn away from the ignorance or the avidya that's why we need a sadhu in our life so i'll pause at this time and if there is any question any comment No, that's fine. I can hear you, brother. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Shrimad Bhagavatam. Did I not mention Canto four? I said Canto, so maybe did not. I did not. So Canto four. Yeah, Canto four, Shrimad Bhagavatam, and Canto five, uh, Shrimad Bhagavatam again. In those, if you see, uh, Narad Muni is telling uh, King Prachini Varishat, but he does not preach directly. he has unique way of preaching he knows the time place circumstance and he preach accordingly so narad muni is instructing king prachini barihat barishat but he is not saying that you know you are a rascal you are a fool you are so attached he is telling there was a person named um, puranjan so he prepares this entire story and talks uh, this is a uh, what is it called allegory it is not exactly he is not telling directly that you are this you are that he is not chastising directly whereas jarabharat canto 5 jarabharat is directly attacking rahugana he is thinking you think you are a king and you think i am a beggar i am a servant but tomorrow the table may turn and you become the beggar and i become the king what are we so proud about that that's how his instruction but canto 4 king prachini varishad and narad muni narad muni just made entire story and he is explaining how you know how dangerous how what is the precarious condition of life in the material existence what shila prabhupada is mentioning in the purport how difficult it is that is what it is canto 4 yeah you have anything that's all for you prabhu right thank you Hare Krishna so please forgive me for all the mistakes that i have committed vancha kalpataru bhishya 
कृपा सिंधु वच पति नाम पावने वो वैष्णवे वो नमो नम ग्रंथराज श्रीमद्भागवत की जय शील प्रभुपाद की जय अनंत कोटि वैष्णव बृंद की जय गोप्रेमानंद हरि हरि बोल